Chapter Eight of the Crimson Cryptogram by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Eight: A Music Hall Star. It would seem then, from this fresh discovery, that a third person was implicated in the matter, and that person a woman. Cass and Ellis argued the matter at great length in the train, and continued their argument as they drove from St. James Station to Soho. The doctor was convinced from old Ike's description that the woman could be no other than Mrs. Moxton's sister, but Cass was more than doubtful. "'It might be a general resemblance,' he said. "'Besides, if Janet Gordon came to see Mrs. Moxton on that night, why does not her sister say so?' she is shielding her i tell you insisted ellis that accounts for the way in which she keeps silent even to me whom she knows as her friend why should mrs moxton shield her sister bob you don't suspect janet of the crime oh no from the blood signs it is plain that zirknitz murdered him i don't know what to think but it is plain that janet was at the house that night and perhaps she fled in terror on seeing the crime committed however i shall ask mrs moxton about the matter she will tell you nothing now that i have found out so much i think she will if only to exonerate her sister retorted ellis if she refuses i shall go to geneva square in pimlico and interview miss gordon myself she may have seen zirknitz kill the poor devil and then have fled to avoid being mixed up in the matter well said cass as the cab drew up before a brilliantly lighted portal it seems to me that zirknitz is the man to catch and question we may hear about him here as it appears he was a companion of the dead man but the case gets more involved at every fresh discovery first we suspect mrs moxton then our suspicions rest on the austrian finally an unknown sister seems to be implicated in the matter it will be a queer story when all things are brought to light i hope we shall find zirknitz here if he is a wise man you will not replied ellis as they alighted remember a facsimile of these blood signs appeared in all the papers zirknitz may know the cipher and having read his own initials has no doubt made himself scarce hm there is something in that we shall see the music hall was vast and palatial with a domed roof two galleries and much ornate decoration the seats were cushioned with red velvet the promenades were carpeted in many corners tall mirrors reflected back the moving crowd and everywhere there was gilding light crystal and colour the whole place was filled with changing hues like a king opal and glittered with overpowering splendour in the floods of white radiance pouring from clusters of electric lamps a fine orchestra was playing a swinging waltz the last movement of a ballet and the stage was filled with a multitude of gyrating pirouetting women constantly moving and tossing in gorgeous costumes like a bed of tulips in a high wind for a few moments the two men coming out of the dark night were dazzled by the glare and stunned by the crash of the music and babble of voices cass drew his friend aside to a marble-topped table and ordered drinks while he looked at the programme suddenly he caught sight of a man he knew and jumped up to shake hands hello schwartz he cried here is a friend of mine i wish to introduce captain garrett i hope i see you well the german was a fat fair man quiet in looks and dress and with a somewhat careworn face 
his companion a tall dissipated military gentleman in accurate evening dress answered to the name of garrett and bowed distantly this latter had a bad expression and a pair of shifty eyes ah mein gut cass said schwartz with a beaming smile you have not been here for this long time and your friend dr ellis said cass a well-known medical man who has written a standard work on diseases of the eye ellis laughed and was about to protest against having his greatness thrust upon him when captain garrett turned his worn face towards him with a look of keen interest dr ellis said he in an abrupt voice glad to see you very glad have read your book so has schwartz here dat is so mein friend it is a goot book and i am glad that you come here doctor why did you not say you come cass i would have given tickets both of you have read my book said the doctor considerably taken aback by this unexpected fame in heaven's name why it is unusual for laymen to read a treatise of that kind oh repeated garrett with infinite sadness schwartz and i are old friends and we have good reason to read your book he paused for a moment and then added abruptly my daughter is blind ah that little hilda she has cataract of the eyes poor angel my daughter has cataract of the eyes doctor translated garrett and we have tried every surgeon in europe to cure them but without success your book impressed us greatly and now that we have met you i hope you will come and see my poor girl come and see her every day doctor i will pay money if that schwartz never finished his speech at that moment a tumult created by some drunken man called him away and with a nod to ellis he hurried off the captain waited only long enough to thrust his card into the doctor's hand and also departed while the two friends resumed their seats at the table captain w e garrett goethe cottage alma road parkmere read ellis from the card why that is the next suburb to dukesfield oh schwartz lives in that quarter does he no not schwartz garrett that is the same thing replied cass sipping his brandy and soda they live together have done so for years garrett has the gentlemanly looks and schwartz the money a strange pair who are they a couple of adventurers schwartz is the better of the two though for from what i hear garrett was kicked out of the army for cheating at cards the germans started this show two years ago and took garrett to live with him why i don't know unless it was that he is so fond of the daughter hilda garrett said ellis recalling the name is she blind i believe so schwartz is an old bachelor and has given all his heart to the poor girl she is sixteen years old i believe and he takes care of both her and her father garrett seems to be fond of his child oh that is a pose for the benefit of schwartz if he didn't love hilda the german would kick him out garrett killed his wife with ill-treatment and was on the fair way to exterminate hilda when schwartz interposed and became her good angel now the old scoundrel garrett behaves well to her knowing that in such way he can manage schwartz you seem to know all about it cass i hear all the gossip bob it may be true or it may not but i am certain that schwartz and garrett have been together these ten years carrying on their rascalities are they rascals cass laughed and nodded rumor says very much so but schwartz is the more lovable scoundrel of the two 
there is something pathetic in the way in which he clings to that blind girl there lives some soul of good in all things evil quoted ellis well i shall call at goethe cottage and see what i can do for the girl if i can cure her after all the european surgeons have failed it will be a feather in my cap business is rolling in at last old fellow about time said cass in satisfied tones you'll ride in your carriage yet bob the doctor laughed at this prophecy it did not seem so impossible of realization now as it had once been then he turned his attention to the stage on which a stout lady in the shortest of skirts was favoring the audience with a song and interpolated dance of the orthodox pattern for i have a little feller on the string dance and on me and he's put a little ring dance to the little church this little gal he'll take she'll kiss him for his own sweet seek and he'll love her as his little bit of cake dance that is polly horley said cass referring to the singer of this gem she is a great favorite here i don't wonder replied ellis drearily the song is senseless enough to please even this brainless audience why must a music-hall diddy consist of bad english and worse grammar delivered with a cockney accent polly horley i know her when i was house surgeon at st jude's hospital she was brought in with a broken leg we were excellent friends our great pals as miss horley would put it let's send round your card and ask for an interview for what reason i don't want to see that stout female my dear fellow polly has been a star here since schwartz opened the hall and she if anyone will know about moxton and zirknitz by jove that is true harry you are a better detective than i am get that waiter there to take round our cards a small fee soon accomplished this and the venal waiter vanished shortly to reappear with the message that miss horley would be pleased to see dr ellis and friend in her dressing-room after the singing of her great patriotic song almost immediately afterwards she marched to the footlights in the costume of britannia and carrying the union jack then followed the usual piece of jingoism about never shall be slaves while the banner waves earth is thick with british graves etc etc the flag was duly waved at the end of each verse and the audience as in duty bound joined in with imperial ardour while miss horley treated the listeners to an extra verse bearing on the local situation ellis and harry cass were guided into the back regions of the stage by a smart page-boy he led them through a wilderness of scenes along dark passages and past rooms thronged with ballet girls ultimately ushering them into a small apartment barely furnished and flooded with unshaded electric light here the visitors were accommodated with two chairs and shortly britannia flag and all made her noisy appearance she literally threw herself on the doctor i'm that glad to see you again doc cried britannia effusively where have you been hiding all this time then without waiting for an answer she turned to harry you're a stranger too mr cass but better late than never i'm glad to see you you'll both have drinks i suppose no thank you miss horley we just wish to congratulate you on your new song oh it knocks em don't it said the fair polly they never let me off without a triple encore you are looking ill doctor it's that horrid murder eh what murder 
why the dukesfield murder silly i saw all about it in the papers your name was there too and i said here's my dear old pal ellis who mended my spar oh you said that did you rather it was queer that you should be the doctor to see after that poor chap i call him poor chap because he is dead explained miss horley but i never did like that moxton a miserly insulting crabstick oh so you knew moxton of course i did he came here nearly every night what is more he took his wife from here ellis was painfully excited mrs moxton was she a music-hall singer not she replied polly disdainfully she hadn't the brains to sing she typed for a living i believe but her sister was a programme seller here janet gordon oh you know her mr cass do you no i don't but i have heard of her then i'll bet you heard nothing but good of her cried miss horley warmly that girl is as square a woman as ever lived if it hadn't been for her goodness knows what would have become of that silly little laura i don't call mrs moxton silly said the doctor annoyed by this description oh don't you doctor then i do she was silly to marry that beast of a moxton that horrid little cad it was against janet's wish that she did so and janet was right a nice mess she made of her life he neglected her and came here to make love to me me a married woman with five of a family but i slapped his face for him said polly complacently that i did mrs moxton met her husband here yes janet let her come to the hall sometimes and she met moxton both girls are decent doc so don't say that i run em down janet is a girl in a thousand she left us a week or two ago i expect she has gone to live with her sister now they will have old moxton's money i dare say who do you think killed moxton asked cass my dear boy ask me something easier said polly applying the powder puff to her nose i haven't the slightest idea he was nasty enough to have any quantity of enemies do you know a man called zirknitz miss horley polly turned round with a smile do i know the nose on my face she said lightly of course i do it is funny you should talk of him for he is coming to see me in a few minutes if you'll wait i'll introduce him to you ellis and cass exchanged looks of congratulation at this good fortune and the unsuspicious polly little thinking she was weaving a halter for a man's neck babbled on he might have found out the truth if he'd only gone to dukesfield on that night as he intended did he go there asked ellis eagerly no janet was there on that night she got leave from schwartz to see her sister zirknitz who is a friend of janet's intended calling for to take her home but moxton got drunk here and zirknitz didn't go lest there should be a row so come in she broke off as there was a sharp knock the door opened and a handsome light-haired young man appeared oh here you are cried polly jovially doc this is mr rudolph zirknitz end of chapter eight read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california